In this episode, Mega Man hits the Mega Drive and we flash back to the console wars. Let's do it. What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I cannot do it without your help. I've hand-selected 30 games from my backlog. Each day, we're going to take a look at a single game. We're going to evaluate at the end of the month if it's worth playing or ditching. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely from the list. Not going to think about them, and I'm not going to play them. And today, we're taking a look at Mega Man The Wily Wars. Let's go. So before we begin, I have to say on record, Mega Man is my favorite video video game franchise. This is hands down. I've thought about this many, many times over the years. You know, what is my favorite franchise? It is Mega Man. And I'm going to expand that to be Mega Man, Mega Man X and the Mega Man Zero series. And I'm not going to lie. I am not a Mega Man super fan because I've never played uh, Star Force. I've never played the ZX games. I've never played the uh, popular Battle Network series. So I still have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, I did play a little bit of Mega Man Legends, but I didn't play through that whole series either. Uh, but growing up, it was Mega Man and the Mega Man X. I've played those games so many times. They got me through my childhood. Favorite franchise, no question. Going back and playing through the Legacy Collections uh, has has just reinforced this even more. And in the core Mega Man series, I want to say that that I've played them all. I've played every single Mega Man game. Or so I thought. So imagine my surprise later on in life, you know, when I learned thanks to the internet and thanks to kind of YouTube channels, uh, I'll mention one coming up. Uh, I learned that Mega Man hit the Sega Genesis by way of a game called The Wily Wars, which is actually a remake of Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. And those three titles are arguably the best Mega Man titles. Not mine. Uh, I will go on the record to say that they're not my favorite Mega Man titles, uh, but they are arguably the best Mega Man titles in terms of game design, uh, boss design, music, etc. It's very popular in the series. And I would advocate for a few others, but there's no doubt about it. These are classic NES titles. And here they are in the Wily Wars gracing a console that many would argue Mega Man had no business being on, right? I mean, Mega Man was ultimately one of the number one reasons to go out and own a Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, and eventually a Super Nintendo if you were into the X series. It was one of the staples of, you know, being a Nintendo fanboy. And, you know, Mega Man graced the cover of uh, Nintendo Power Magazine, you know, on the Mega Man 3 issue. It was definitely super popular at the time, right? So if you did live in the United States and you missed the Wily Wars, you don't remember seeing this, you don't remember seeing it in your local video store for rental, uh, that makes total sense. So the Wily Wars were, was released in 1994 in Japan and in Europe in 1995. It was developed by the same team that made the Game Boy games. Now, if you have not played the Game Boy games, I don't blame you for that either don't go out of your way to play the Game Boy Mega Man games. They are brutally difficult. I had so much trouble with these. I played them all on virtual console uh, for the Nintendo 3DS. 
they're okay. Like these are fine games uh, and definitely a competent team that put them together. So I, I'm sure the Wily Wars was in good hands uh, by a team that knows the mechanics of Mega Man. In the United States, though, it wasn't released on cartridge, uh, so it's not surprising that you might have never heard of it. It was released on the Sega Channel. Now, the Sega Channel was super rad. If, if you've never heard of the Sega Channel, definitely do some research, light research on this. Um, I actually had a cousin that had access to the Sega Channel, and I remember going over his house, and it was almost like Netflix for games. You were able to go on. It was actually more similar to, like, the way that AOL was set up, you know, you would go on to AOL and you would have all these different channels and you'd be able to access all this content. It was very reminiscent of that. And I don't recall playing too many games on the Sega channel. I want to say that it took a really long time to get the tank, the games to load. Uh, and then of course, if you like reset the Sega and you stopped playing, uh, you know, a specific game and you disconnect it from the internet, disconnect it from the Sega channel, you lost any save progress. It wasn't able to save your games. So it was, it was very different, uh, than the way you would imagine on demand play being like now, you know, so, but it was ahead of its time. It was definitely ahead of its time. Um, I remember playing one title that was Hobo Alone 2 Lost in New York of all games. That's the game I remember playing on the Sega channel, um, which was really, really, uh, interesting and it wasn't a very fun game but there was this game called the wily wars and it did show up uh, it was a Mega Man title the first of its kind on sega genesis and you could play through Mega Man one two and three um there's a, an extra game or an extra level called wily tower that you can unlock if you beat all three to my knowledge this is this is the only way you can play wily tower uh there's a time travel story that kind of wraps all three games together um so it's not just like pick a game like there is a backstory that kind of weaves it together I'm, i think that's pretty cool that they did that um so it's not just this standalone collection uh but it felt like a more uh connected game um the music is all reproduced on Sega's hardware, Sega's sound chip, uh, which really excites me. I really like the sound of Sega soundtracks, Sega music. Um, and I obviously I love the iconic tunes from Mega Man. And it's really interesting to hear them played on an equally I iconic audio palette. Um, so I did listen to the soundtrack of bits on YouTube. Um, so that was a lot of fun and just makes me even more excited to want to play this game. Um, I honestly didn't know much about this game until it was released on the Sega Genesis Mini. Uh, and that's when I entered my backlog when I purchased one of those. Um, I did watch a video by Norm, the gaming historian, uh, who is one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, I don't follow a ton of YouTubers, but he's one of the best. He really digs into the history of the games and shares a lot of details that you otherwise wouldn't know or wouldn't find out about. Um, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It really gives you a good glimpse of the game. If you want to check it out, the history of the game, and also a little bit about um, Mega Man on the Sega Game Gear. Um, there was also a game there too. Um, I, I, you know, when I've heard about this game, I really thought it was just a crummy port. I, I didn't think it was that good. I thought they made a lot of mistakes. It didn't run that well. And I'm excited to learn that that's not the case. So what do you think? Have you played this game? I'm really super curious if you have. Uh, should I revisit Mega Man 1 through 3, three games that I've played billions of times by way of the Sega Genesis? Will it make the cut? You can let me know what you think. Uh, if you played Mega Man The Wily Wars already uh, and you think I should play it, skip it or ditch it, you can email me at tom at videogamepodcasts.com to let me know your feedback. I will share your feedback on a future episode. Or you can tweet me at yo power time, yo power time. 
So while we're talking about Nintendo games ending up on the Sega Genesis and we're talking about, you know, 1994, 1995, I want to talk about the console wars. And it was an era of gaming that I grew up in. Uh, I'm curious if you grew up in this era as well. Um, there's a fantastic book out there called The Console Wars. It was written by Blake J. Harris. I haven't read the book, but I listened to the audiobook on Audible twice. I've been through it twice now because I just, I'm so fascinated by the story. It does such a great job chronicling Sega versus Nintendo in the late 80s into the early 90s and beyond. And it features the emergence of Sony and, you know, CD-ROM based games and other players. Uh, there's a lot of cool anecdotes and drama. It's definitely a little sensationalized, but I enjoy that aspect of it. It makes it an interesting, um, it definitely makes it more interesting of a listen or read, uh, depending upon how you want to consume it. Uh, there is a documentary and there is a short run TV series that's in development. Initially, it was supposed to be uh, a movie that was going to be developed by Seth Rogen and I, I forget um, what happened to it, but now he's going to continue to help uh, develop this TV series. So I'm really excited for that. So if you did live through the console wars, you'll likely remember that certain franchises ended up on both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and they competed. Um, some of them were, you know, one to one ports, but they were rarely one to one ports because of the differences in the hardware. So the music had to be different. The graphics engines were different. So the graphics were different. Um, and in many instances, you could argue that one console got the better version. Uh, or, the, you know, they got a completely different version, so it's impossible to compare apples to apples. So there are four instances of this that I remember growing up, and I just want to share those uh, because I remember them so clearly. So one of them is Tiny Toons. Uh, so Tiny Toons was released on both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. The Super Nintendo received Tiny Toon Adventures Buster Busts Loose in 1993 in North America. I remember getting this game when I got my Super Nintendo. Um, this was under the Christmas tree. Um, I received this game in Christmas of 1993 along with, I want to say a Madden title and Super Mario World, obviously. And it was a great game. Uh, I didn't have a Sega Genesis until much later. Uh, but when I did finally get a Sega Genesis, um, I played Tiny Toon Adventures Buster's Hidden Treasure, which was on the Genesis Mega Drive. And that was released also in 1993, but it was a totally different game. Totally different game, completely different graphics engine, different levels. Um, everything was different about it. Uh, I'm not going to argue which one was better, uh, but it's just a great example of getting two totally different experiences on two different consoles. The other is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Super Nintendo received an arcade port of Turtles in Time, uh, which was, uh, again, just another uh, fantastic game that came to the Super Nintendo. So this was, you know, your side-scrolling beat-em-up game uh, where you could play as the Ninja Turtles. Uh, it was a classic based on the arcade and on the Sega Genesis, they did not get that game. Uh, what they ultimately got was a side-scrolling beat-em-up called the Hyperstone Heist, which I remember playing a bit with my cousin again, uh, but I don't recall having owned this game, so I, I really don't remember too much about it. This is actually a game that I would love to go back and play uh, and revisit at some point in the future. Another good game that ended up on both 
Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis was Disney's Aladdin. And this is kind of back in the news uh, right now because Aladdin and the Lion King just received uh, kind of the retro revamp uh, collection. Uh, so you can pick those up right now on Nintendo Switch and other consoles. And I don't think the Super Nintendo version, which was a Capcom game, ended up on that collection, probably due to the rights tied to it. But the Sega Genesis version did. And the Sega Genesis one is infamous for having actual Disney animators working on the animation um, so that it was it was meant to feel as close to playing uh, an animated version of Aladdin on your Sega Genesis. Um, it is very much applauded the Genesis version. Um, but some people do argue that the super Nintendo version is better. Um, but they are very different two totally different games. And, you know, mortal Kombat was different on, on those, you know, I think that Sega Genesis was, it would, this was kind of like the console killer feature for a lot of people who were into fighting games, but, uh, Sega Genesis had blood and, and kind of more violence in mortal Kombat, And I think that you had to, unlock that on super nintendo with like a code like it wasn't on by default um the red blood in mortal Kombat, and sports games were always at least anecdotally back in the day better on sega than they were on super nintendo the one example of that is nhl 94 so nhl 94 was you know by all accounts, like the best hockey game of the 16 bit era, um, super enjoyable to play. But I do remember that the Sega version being kind of the preferred version of that game, the preferred way to play NHL 94. I don't know why that was. Um, honestly, I wasn't a big sports title fan back then. I played some Madden games, but you know, if you have a favorite, I'm super curious, you know, what other games got different versions on these two incredible consoles? Did you recall any of these uh, console wars happening on the micro level? And did you have a favorite? You can tweet me at Yo Power Time to let me know. So will Mega Man The Wily Wars make the cut? You can subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along to find out. If you want to advocate for a specific game, check out the list and email me at tom at videogamepodcasts.com and let me know. I'm happy to read any notes that you write in on an upcoming show. In the absence of a Patreon account, Feel free to support the show. You can leave a review. That's super, super helpful. Keep it honest. Let me know how many stars. I don't care how many stars it is. Just let me know if there's any actionable feedback, anything you would like to hear on the show. And also, I've gotten a few people write in uh, asking me if I'm going to continue it after 30 days. I would love to know if you think I should. Um, I would definitely love to work something out there for sure. So thanks for traveling, companions. I will catch you on the next one where we discuss Alundra for the PlayStation 1.